Hello and welcome to the Virtual Cafe. How can I help you? Who's next, please? Uh, that would be me, Annie Arcane. Oh, hi, Annie. What can I get you? Um, let me think. I think today I will have a green tea latte, if that is okay. Half sweet. Okay, that's perfect. Uh, the little human seems to have her hands full uh, when she's trying to nap, so it might take a little bit of time, but I will go and give her a little nudge now. Uh, hope Thank you're not you in very a hurry. Much. Hope you're not in a hurry. I am not. I'm glad to be here. This is an awesome looking place. I can't believe I haven't been here before. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that soon enough, you know, we'll be able to have, uh, you know, I don't know, big outside garden with loads of chairs where people can just sit and relax and have their virtual drinks. Exactly. I think it's awesome. You should franchise this sucker. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, I think I will. <laughs> So tell me about yourself, Annie, whilst the little human's getting our drinks ready. Well, um, should I should I tell you about my actual self or my author self? <laughs> like what I write or who I am? <laughs> Whichever one you're happy with. Um, okay, so I'll do some little boring stuff first. Um, I am 31, not that I think anyone cares about that. Um, I am a Vietnamese Canadian. I have my, yes, I actually went to formal schooling, even though I don't use it. I have a Bachelor of Science in Biology that I no longer use and haven't used for years. <laughs> um, I now work in the fitness industry and uh, own a company, um, how would I even explain that? Just contracting classes to different events and uh, corporations and such. Um, what do I like to do for fun? Oh, lots of things for fun. I love shooting guns, <laughs> skeet shooting, oh, wow. and yeah, I'm weird. <laughs> um, what else? I'm nerdy, so I love Disney and anime and all that good nerdy stuff. Um, I love running OCRs, uh, like obstacle course races, like mm. Spartan races and um, Tough Mudder, things like that. Um, what else? Oh, how did I start writing? I guess that would be a good one to um, to start with or to go into. Um, I have been writing since like forever, forever. So I actually have a minor in English, but I did that because I didn't like I would have I would have got an English degree but I didn't know what the heck I would do with it <laughs> um so I didn't get that um not that I used the other one either um but yeah so I've been writing since forever like I always used to take like creative writing classes I and I I'm a romance erotica writer so I'm like love and smut um and I have been writing that since I was like hmm nine or ten years old so really young i <laughs> don't know how that happened <laughs> um and i guess my niche or my shtick i guess you would call it um is that i typically write wounded heroes um so always like a physical disability of some sort and i've been doing this since i was young like it would be i don't know um like a hero with like burns or a limp or something like that like something physically disabling or a physical disability. Um, and yeah, so uh, now I my focus and what I'm like, all my heroes would have some sort of physical disability. So yeah, like even my first book, he is a paraplegic. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so it's been interesting to um, get people's like reactions. Cause I mean, I didn't really know. I didn't know if people would be like, okay, that's different. Um, but yeah, so I've had a lot of readers who have said like, oh wow, that's cool. It's like the first time I've ever read a paraplegic character. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. So yeah. yeah. 
Oh, wow. No, definitely. This is the first time as well, because most times it's a typical one, you know, from the Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, most times yeah. you use, like, all oh, the whole billionaire alpha male and yeah. fireman and military, you know, person. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Kale has, uh, he is, uh, well, he is a multi-millionaire, but, yeah, no, he's, he's still in a wheelchair, so... <laughs> Yeah, but it's still at least it's not it's not like you know like in Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> right? Well, that's like huge now, right? The billionaire trope is like yes. totally on the rise after Fifty Shades. So like, I mean, there's so many, and then you take into like Sylvia Day, like um, if you've read like the Crossfire series, we're going with that. So there's so many <laughs> alpha billionaires nowadays. So yes, yeah, um, nice. yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else? What what else? I don't even know what else to say. Anything else that you're curious about? You know what? I'm just a nosy person, but afterwards, you know, once we've done the book reading, I will then sure. pick your brains because it's like what's right. going through my head is how do you go from having you know a first degree in biology, and I know you said you've got you know a, a minor in English, but it's just yeah. like, gone, and you've literally not used any of that, and it's quite interesting because I know a lot of people say people go to university, study something, leave university, become disen disengaged, disenfranchised, this, this, whatever the word is. And Dis something, yep. <laughs> and they just go and do something completely different, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking, biology, erotica, biology, erotica. <laughs> I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing the, the connection here. <laughs> oh come on, come on! You could see a connection between biology and erotica, no? <laughs> Well, if you go literally. <laughs> Actually, what's funny is um, I am a big stickler for, like, I am anal retentive about um, accuracy. So when it comes to disability, like the physical side, I've actually read a lot of um, fiction with disabled heroes. Because there, there is some out there. You just have to go digging for it. Um, and the biggest thing for me, like my pet peeve, is when details are wrong. Um, so I don't know, like I can talk about that after or now, but there's some interesting stuff. Like I did a lot of research to write a paraplegic character because um, I've never been with a paraplegic guy. Um, so uh, so yeah, so that's I guess that's another question is people always ask, um, you know, you write wounded heroes. Is there a reason? Like, have you been with a disabled guy before? And I was like, no, I, I never have. Like I've only been with able-bodied men. Um, but I definitely did a lot. Like, like I, I do a lot of research to write like the littlest things <laughs> like he how did he get into his truck like I have um I have four paraplegic friends on I guess I could call it standby that I can just ask like the most awkward questions I'd be like hey so how do you do that you know in the washroom how do you do that <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah and so they'll, they'll send me like you know um They'll either like answer my questions or beta read for me just so that I can make sure it's not like completely off. Um, yeah. Or they'll just record a video and send it to me so I have something to reference. But yeah, I've definitely read, I've definitely written scenes wrong. Um, I wrote like one scene where Kale, the main character, uh, gets into a boat and my buddy was like, uh, my para buddy was like, um, I don't get it. Like, what does the boat look like? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, that's not how, you can't get into a boat that way. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> oh, okay, no, that's, that's, that's definitely quite different. I, I yes. think I'd definitely be interested in, in sort of seeing because now I'm just quite nosy, okay? So I'll You're allowed you to be. <laughs> I'll tell you something, right? I don't know, I watch Grey's Anatomy, right? And mm -hmm. just sort of read 
you know, talking to you now, it reminds me of one episode where um, there was this, um, let me see, the guy was morbidly obese, right? And he's wow. been bed bound for years, so he's not walked on his two lives, right? And then yeah. he had a girlfriend who was not morbidly obese, but she was also quite big. And yeah. so he came to the hospital for some procedure, and she was pregnant. And so all the interns were like, they were looking at both of them and they were trying to think, how did you do it? <laughs> so now I'm curious, you know, I hope no one's taking offense. This is just more curious. Like this was just the thing that as we were talking, that, that was literally what was going through my mind. Like I would like to see all the different. Like how the heck did that work? <laughs> Oh man. Oh, I could totally, oh, I have a weird, funny, like morbidly obese guy story, not a personal one, just a video I saw, but I think it's a little inappropriate. So we won't go there. <laughs> no, please, let's not. <laughs> oh, I opened my mouth and then I thought about it. I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a clean podcast. Yes, clean exactly. Pod- hey, you, you started that one. <laughs> Right, so you're going to read from us for us, uh, you know, a chapter from your, is it your latest book? Um, I, actually, I only have one out. I have the second book. So this is book one. Um, I have the second book coming out, like ARCs are out um, the end of this month, and then it's the official release date is September 30th. So in like a couple okay. months. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what's your first book called? It is called Heartbroken. Um, it was originally called Queen of Hearts. Um, because her name is Mickey Hart and I couldn't think of anything better. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, that's bad. So then I changed it. Um, so yeah, it's called Heartbroken. And, um, do you want like info on like the, like why I wrote the book or should I just read it? I'm not sure. Uh, what what do you have you with? Oh, I don't know. I was just going to share that, um, this, I originally like Queen of Hearts, the original book. I actually wrote it just for myself. Like I literally sat down one day and I just like, word vomited, which is what I do, this story, um, like all by myself. And I was like, hey, I've never re- uh, written a para, a paraplegic before. Um, and then I don't know, like it just like, I had like no plans, like I didn't plan or outline. And then I just like, I, how many weeks? It was probably about, it was eight, seven or eight weeks later, I had like 40,000 words in this book that I just, or in the story. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what should I do with it? Um, I was like, maybe I should share it. So I originally wrote it just because when I think of something, I have to write it. I do it all the time. Um, And then, so I actually found a fiction blog that features disabled characters. Like I Googled it and I found this blog um, and I actually started serializing chapters on there. And then uh, long story short, a week later, I actually started my own website to serialize chapters on on like my own website. Um, Mm. And so it took me about nine months to get all the chapters out. Um, And then I had amassed, not amassed, but like gotten together. It's a small group, so it's not amassing. Um, A small group of like followers, readers. Um, Mm. And then so when I finished it, they actually asked me, so this was very exclusive. Like it was just me and like, I don't know, probably like a hundred readers or so, like 150 readers. Um, That's a lot. It, it is, but I, I mean, like, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, like, broadcasting to the world because I didn't think anything of it. Um, yeah. So then I, uh, yeah, so I finished the book, and there's actually a lot of stuff missing in the original one. Like, there was um, there was nothing from the male character's perspective, like his POV. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and then... So yeah, so when I finished, they they were the ones like they were like, "Hey, Anne, can you put this into an ebook and release it for us?" And I was like, 
sure, I guess so. So then I Googled how to like make an ebook and all that. Um, and I wrote up like a whole bunch of extra content uh, coming from, cause you know, when you serialize online, like I'm just writing whatever, right? Like I don't, yeah. it's, I'm not sure it's actually a good story. I'm just like popping stuff out, whatever, like whatever I yeah. think I'm going to write um, weekly. Um, so yeah, so then I put together the book and I gave myself three weeks. Don't nobody do that. If you're an author and you're like, I'm going to make a book, don't give yourself a three week deadline. That's very short. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. I Googled it and I made up like a cover and, you know, put together an ebook and I released that. Um, so originally I released it just for that exclusive group of readers. Um, and then a month and then one of my author buddies, he was like bugging me for like a month. And he's like, Anne, why don't you try putting it on Amazon? I was like, ah, nobody will want it. And he's like, no, just put it on. Like what, how, like what would it hurt? So then, um, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was like a month and two days or something later. I was like, fine, just shut up. I'll do it. So that I put yeah. it on Amazon. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I yeah. think I released it to readers like May 6th and then June 8th, I believe. Um, I actually technically published it into, you know, the wild. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, oh, it's, wow. it's been interesting. Yeah. So I'm an accidental author. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Yes, but you did everything right, though, because I think a lot of people would ask you, how did you get 150 followers even before you had been published? I would like to know. Mm, well, okay, so that, I think that is actually because of my niche. Like, um, I will give all the credit um, to that fiction blog that features um, disabled characters, right? Because I actually didn't know, like, I didn't, I didn't really, like, I just wrote this for myself, and I didn't know who would read it, but I was just, I don't know, 40,000 words is a lot to just, like, not share right <laughs> like it seems yeah. like a waste um so yeah so i put it on there and so when i uh, a week later when i made my own website i had readers that followed me and to, to continue reading the story um and let me think when i actually released the book there were um so i think on my um on my online publishing platform because yes now i i started one of those <laughs> too um because i have other authors who also write wounded heroes um there's 20 there's four of us that write, um, uh, mm. four of us that write on a regular basis. Um, yeah. and so we just, we just do like on like free online fiction for readers who love wounded heroes. Um, so yeah, so I, uh, I started an online publishing forum or blog, sorry, um, platform, I guess. And, um, and so there's about, I, I'm going to guesstimate there's probably about like 150 readers. I'd have to check, but 150 readers ish, 200 mm -hmm. maybe now, um, that follow that, uh, that follow that platform and read all the authors, different, you know, stories that they publish every week. Um, yeah. and then when I published my book, I think about, I had about 65 or 70, um, of my, I call them the awesome possums, but my original readers from that fiction blog that actually purchased the book. I mean, they read most of it anyways online. Right. Um, yeah. so I had about six, I think it was 65, 70 ish, um, people that purchased it. Um, so yeah, so that would be like my original readers, but I'll be honest, like when I went to Amazon, um, so I listed on Amazon and Kobo, uh, Kobo doesn't do that great, but Amazon is awesome. I yeah. I'll be honest. I think I'm like, to be completely honest, I think I'm like one of the, you know, like the luck was in the stars. Like I have no idea how, like I have no idea how people found it or bought it because I didn't, I didn't advertise, right? Yeah. Like I didn't advertise at all. Um, and then when I, by the time I went on Amazon, everyone who had like the original readers, they had already bought it the month prior. Like no, none of them bought it. So yeah. I don't, I have no idea. I don't know how it happened, but yeah, I'm thankful. It's cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's fine. Because sometimes what happens is that, you know, they may have shared the links for you because with Amazon, you don't really get a lot of tracking. So they may have shared the links. You're like, oh, I've read this book, you know, go check it out. Um, and, you know, serendipity just takes place and everything just, you know, goes from there. Uh, that's, you know, like, because I've been chatting with a lot of other authors about that, like other indies. Um, and that's what I think would happen normally. But I'll be honest, like the readers on the fiction blog that are featuring disabled characters, I'll be honest, they're not super vocal like it's a very exclusive community um like i'm really vocal <laughs> but they're not super vocal like they they're not um many of the readers don't how do i even say it like many of um the readers who are really interested in wounded heroes don't share it like publicly because oh, right. i i think um i think that it i think that it can it's I don't find it uh, like I don't have um, I, I don't feel awkward about it like whatever I write it I don't care um, but I think mm. there's like a stigma that goes along with um, saying like hey yeah I I not only read wounded hero characters or disabled characters I find them attractive right like that there's a stigma with that um, so yeah yeah I don't personally feel one and I don't think there be, should be one like whatever <laughs> but I also read like a whole bunch of other stuff like I read lots of dark erotica that is not you know safe for work <laughs> or <laughs> discussion so yeah so I mean I, I maybe I just personally don't care um but yeah, yeah there's I don't know there's yeah it's it's a different it's a different community for sure yeah well just yeah. write the success way like <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Let's let's do which. What what did you say the book? Your uh, the title of your book was again. I've got short Heart memory. Uh, that's okay. It's called Heartbroken. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> okay. Cool. Are you gonna read from the beginning? You're gonna read a random chapter from the middle. Um, I have no idea of the speed of my reading, so I think I will just read from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that then. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, look, my tea arrived. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm never getting... You falling asleep. <laughs> I, I'm never getting invited on podcasts again. Like, what is that girl saying? Oh, man. I swear most authors are way more professional than this, guys. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't want professionalism, you know. See, I can't even speak properly anymore, don't worry. We have, I like you can just chat with and have fun. And, I agree. You know, have a laugh. I agree. Your professional didn't come back. You know, not okay, everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm so glad. Um, okay, so uh, are you intro or do I just start? Yeah, just start with you. Oh, We've been doing intro for like, what, I 20 know. minutes already? I didn't know. I'm like waiting for your cue, but I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, professional voice. Okay. <clears throat> Chapter one, The Mystery Man. I was in trouble. Okay, I wasn't really in trouble. I was fucking doomed. Oh shoot, am I allowed to swear? No. Are for <laughs> real? <laughs> I, 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 oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh no, there's lots of swearing. Hang on. You censor it, you can go pop up. <laughs> <laughs> bleep bleep. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I should have asked that. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll just skip that little. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Okay. So I'm going to start reading, but there are some uh, curse words in there, which I'm going to pull out. So if it sounds awkward, that's why. <laughs> okay. Chapter one, the mystery man, an earthquake woke her. 
at least it felt like a damn earthquake. Am I allowed to say damn? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I think so. Okay. <laughs> Let me Okay, take three. Oh my god. That oh, I should have looked at that and pulled it out. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> chapter one, the mystery man. An earthquake woke her. At least it felt like a damn earthquake. Groaning, Mickey flailed a hand around the incessant buzzing noise. Finally locating the source, she brought it to the front of her face and peeked one eye open at the bright screen. Mom. She shut her eye and slid a thumb across the glass. You finally answered your phone. You're still at trance, aren't you? I can't believe you went home with that scumbag last night. This is precisely why I never let you drink. Mickey winced and held the phone away from her face while a familiar voice belonging to her best friend continued to berate her. After what seemed like an eternity, all she heard was panting and then cautiously, Mickey, you there? Grinning, she turned on the speaker and tossed the phone carelessly back on the bed. Good morning, mom, she purred seductively. Don't you dare good morning mom me, Melinda's voice scolded back. How does your head feel? Terrible. Serves you right, Mel quipped, followed by an exasperated sigh. At least the sex was good, right? Probably was. Mickey could feel Mel's eyes narrowing. Probably? Honestly, Mickey wrinkled her nose, throwing an arm across her brow like a curtain. Or a shield. I don't remember. Another exasperated sigh. Geez, Mickey, I didn't realize you were that wasted. You're still in his damn bed, aren't you? Maybe. Mickey shrugged casually and then smirked as she noticed the sound of running water. Thank you, God. But Trent's still in the shower, so I'm going to take this golden opportunity to hightail it out of here. My little escape artist, Mel snorted. You better hurry up before you actually have to talk to that oh-so-loyal ex-fiancé of yours. I'm going, I'm going, Mel, Mickey muttered, swatting around blindly for her phone again. I'll see you tonight, Mel. Same bat time, same bat channel. You're such a weirdo. That's why you love me. Now get your cute little butt out of there, pronto. Mickey smiled and hung up, cat, cat stretching against the sheets. She thought it was odd that they felt silkier than she remembered and smelled better too. Musky, woodsy, somehow very masculine. She had met Trent and Marshall three years ago at an obstacle course race, both covered in mud from head to toe, and they had instantly hit it off at least from the standpoint of physical attraction. He was a modern-day Adonis. Blonde hair, blue eyes, the perfect poster child for pretty boys, for pretty boy, boils, <laughs> for pretty boys all around the world. This isn't the time to get nostalgic, Mickey. It's the time to make your escape. Grinning wryly at herself, Mickey sat up and opened her eyes. Oh my God, this definitely wasn't Trenton Marshall's bed. Oh my God, this definitely wasn't Trenton's Mar Trenton Marshall's bedroom at all. Mickey pulled the sheets up to her chest and was shocked to realize that she wasn't naked. She was wearing a plain white t-shirt. That's weird. And still had her underwear on. That's even weirder. Mickey suddenly envisioned a hand pulling her panties to the side. She flushed at the thought, practically catapulting herself off of the bed. Check, check, she mumbled, mentally crossing off have a one-night stand from her bucket list as she began um, the manhand for her dress. It was a huge room. It's practically the size of my entire apartment and downright stunning, like something out of a Rob report. Gorgeous hardwood floors, a dark brown floating bed low to the ground, deep cobalt blue sheets, and a lavishly plush comforter to match. No wonder they had felt so incredible. The headboard was upholstered in rich brown leather, tough with matching buttons. The whole room oozed class and luxury, but was most exquisite in its understated simplicity. That's strange. Mickey always looked for one thing first. There are no photos. There was no clutter whatsoever. This could be a hotel a super expensive one, or Hugh Hefner's penthouse, she gagged at the thought. Mickey noticed 
A black blazer draped over the armchair in the corner and reached over to finger the label. Armani 42R. Fancy schmancy, she whispered, suddenly consumed by an overwhelming curiosity to, in regards to the identity of her mystery man. Curiosity killed the cat, Mickey. Much to her chagrin, her missing little black dress was nowhere to be found. Tugging the t-shirt down, which thankfully covered her butt, albeit just barely, she contemplated whether or not she'd be able to hail a cab before getting arrested for indecent exposure. Run into the street half naked or come face to face with Mystery Man. Hmm, both bad options. Mickey reluctantly opted for the latter upon catching a glimpse of her reflection in the full-length mirror sitting on the floor, propped up against the wall. She leaned down for a better look, rubbed at her raccoon eyes, and did the best to smooth out some serious bedhead. The shower in the ensuite was still running. While well, I might as well have a look-see around. Mickey opened the bedroom door and stepped into the living room. Oh, wow, she couldn't help but gasp. Simple, open, floor-to-ceiling glass. You have impeccable taste, mystery man. A massive flat-screen TV and L-shaped black leather couch were all that sat in the center of the room. Gosh, we're high up. Is this the top floor? Mickey walked over and looked out at the vast expanse of the city below. The panoramic view was absolutely breathtaking. I'm still in Seattle. <clears throat> Good morning, stranger. How'd you sleep? Mickey jumped at the deep voice. I can't do deep voices. <laughs> Floating out from the bed. She couldn't recall whether... She couldn't recall when the shower had shut off or when the bathroom door had opened. When she didn't reply, Mystery's ma Mystery Man's voice floated over, drifted over again. Are you still there? God, his voice sounds sexy. Yes, I'm here. Good, a throaty laugh. I'll be out in a minute. Young, too. Most definitely not Hugh Hefner. Is this a hotel room, she asked, flushing immediately at the question. Classy, real classy. No, it's my condo. A pause followed by another throaty laugh. At least I sure hope that it is. You're such an idiot, Mickey. Sorry, she stammered and bit her lip, resisting the urge to glance back toward the open bedroom door. It's just really nice. Thanks for clarifying. There was that laugh again. Mickey's stomach fluttered. I wasn't sure if that was a compliment or not. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Classy and articulate to boot. All right, you can look now, I'm decent. The butterflies intensified as Mystery Man's playful voice approached her, I promise. Self-consciously tugging down her, well, his shirt, Mickey slowly turned around to face Mystery Man. Oh my God. She could feel all the color drain from her face as he rolled up to her. Oh my God. Mystery man parked his wheelchair in front of her, looking up with a lopsided grin. Kale Windermere, he said, sticking out his hand. Kale? Yeah, like the leafy green. Just take off the K and replace with a C. Oh my God. And you are? Uh, Kale raised an eyebrow, chuckling lightly. Say something, Mickey. I'm, uh, something intelligent and preferably English. With the help of a mental slap, Mickey willed herself to take his hand and shake it a bit too eagerly. I'm Mickey. Kale raised a skeptical eyebrow. Mickey? Yes. Like the mouse. What? Mickey Mouse? Oh, right. Uh, yes. Kale, Kale's chuckle deepened. Are you positive? Pardon me? Are you positive that your name's Mickey? Another chuckle. You don't seem sure. Yes, I'm sure, she croaked. I'm Mickey. Dear Lord, please let the stammering stop. Okay then, Mickey. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, he replied, still grinning crookedly. Nice teeth. Officially, that is. 
Likewise, Kale, Mickey nodded, grateful that she had finally managed to recover at least some of her wits. She shot him an apologetic smile. I'm sorry about before. Kale shrugged nonchalantly. Don't worry about it. As Emerald's eyes sparkled at her, Mickey wondered how in the world she was ever going to explain this one to Mel. So, you'll never believe what happened. It was the funniest thing. I kind of sort of spent the night with a cripple in a wheelchair. But hey, at least he's easy on the eyes, and I'm pretty sure he's loaded too. I know, Kale leaned forward, a devilish glint flickering across his eyes. You were just rendered speechless by my incredibly good looks, right? He is kind of handsome. Mickey blushed. Actually, he's extremely handsome. Something like that, she whispered back. I tend to have that effect on women, Kale paused in mock contemplation before continuing. And babies and the majority of domestic pets, they're typically at a loss for words around me. Mickey couldn't stifle a giggle. Ah, that's better, Kale said softly, leaning back in his chair with a satisfied look on his face. Now that I've succeeded in making you smile, may I interest you in a, uh, in a cup of coffee? I brewed a pot in the hopes that you might resist any urge to jump off the balcony. I would have used the door, she giggled again, suddenly aware of the delicious aroma, and yes to coffee. When Kale didn't move, Mickey's brows furrowed together. Please? As much as I appreciate your impeccable manners, there was a touch of amusement in his voice. I still need my hand back. What? Mickey followed Kale's gaze, mortified to discover that she was still holding onto his hand with <laughs> both of hers. When did that happen? She released it instantly, blushing 10 shades of red. Sorry. No problem. It's understandable. He peered up at her, suggestively murmuring, I am good with my hands. We have confirmation. An 11th shade of, sh an 11th shade of red does indeed exist. Mickey wondered just how good his hands had been last night. Smirking wryly at her silence, Kale sighed. Damn, I think I've maxed out my funny joke quota for the day. He picked up the neatly folded sweatpants from his lap and handed them to Mickey. Here, these are for you. He wants me to put pants on? Well, that's a first. Thanks? Anytime. Kale winked before popping a little wheelie and spitting towards the kitchen. Make yourself at home, he added over his shoulder. <clears throat> Mickey pouted at the gray sweatpants for a moment before quickly pulling them on and rolling the waistband over twice. Wow, these are long. He's really tall. Or was tall? Is? Was? She scrunched up her nose and then shrugged. Whatever. It's all the same when you're lying down anyway. Looking around to consider all of her options, she finally opted for the dining area and sauntered over to slide into a leather-bound chair. The man sure likes his leather. Mickey watched as Kale poured two cups of coffee. His wheelchair didn't look anything like what she had expected it would. Not that she knew exactly what to expect, mind you. It seemed compact, fitting his lower body perfectly like a custom-made glove. There were no handles. How do you push it? The inconspicuous backrest was almost non-existent, barely coming up to the height of his waist. Her eyes drifted upward. He has a nice back. The muscles were clearly visible underneath his shirt. How do you take your coffee? The question took a few seconds to register. She was just a tad distracted. Black. Same here. Nice shoulders, too. Kale was wheeling towards her again. He had both mugs precariously gripped in one hand and was propelling the wheelchair forward with the other, clenching his jaw in intense concentration. The uneven motion caused his knees to bounce slightly, and Mickey thought the movement seemed somewhat unnatural. He was wearing a burgundy short sleeve polo shirt and distressed dark wash jeans with a rip across one knee. She felt her eyes irresistibly drawn to the thin sliver of exposed skin. As some coffee nearly splashed over the edge, Kale frowned slightly. Mickey stood up, intending to help, but realized he was already setting the cups down and sliding one into her reach. 
sit, relax. Casually waving away her efforts, a wicked grin spread over his features as he added, I somehow managed even without your assistance. Sitting back down, Mickey wrapped her fingers around the coffee mug and leaned forward to blow gently at the steaming liquid. She peered up through her lashes at Kale, feeling oddly like a voyeur. One of his feet, clad in a simple white Lacoste sneaker, had fallen astray from the single footplate. She observed as he grabbed his leg under the knee and pulled it up, returning the runaway foot to its proper position before readjusting both legs with his both knees with his hands. Do his legs not move at all? Kale pulled out the leather chair across to Mickey and shimmied it aside, then smoothly rolled into the empty space, his wheelchair disappearing completely from view underneath the table. Carefully taking a sip, Mickey did a once-over of the man in front of her. Kale's shirt had was just fitted enough to show off the remarkably solid build of his upper torso. She jotted down a mental list of all his attractive features thus far. Thick, unruly chocolate locks, gorgeous emerald eyes, award-winning smile, and he had a long list of greats. Great back, great shoulders, great chest, great arms. Really great arms. She ran her nails over the hot ceramic. You'd never think that something was wrong with him. She wondered if he had great abs too. You know what? Kale finally broke the silence, drawing Mickey out of her trance. She looked up, taken aback by his guarded expression, despite the lopsided grin that persisted. Was I staring? Did he catch me staring? Or maybe he's going to say something about last night. Yes? If you're going to give out a false name to someone, the least you could do is come up with a girl's name. Mickey stared at Kale, momentarily dumbstruck, before she began to laugh hysterically. She choked on her coffee, coughed a bit, then laughed some more. He cocked an eyebrow at her. He cocked an eyebrow at her, smiling all the while. Is it funny that I'm not that ignorant? Mackensington, she was able to squeak out between chortles. It's short for Mackensington. Mackensington, hmm? That's quite a mouthful. Yep, hence Mickey. Well, I'll be damned. Kale raked a hand through his hair, now grinning from ear to ear. And here I thought you were just too polite to turn me down flat. Turn him down? Nope, just no such luck, she shrugged, still giggling. Just a cruel joke that my mom played on me. I think it's pretty. Pesky insects. Mickey, I can't read. <laughs> Mickey tried to ignore the sudden reappearance of butterflies fluttering in her stomach and cleared her throat instead. Time to change the subject. So, whatever happened to my dress anyways? Your dress? Right. Uh, your dress. Hmm. Kale tapped, a finger. Kale tapped a finger against his chin. How do I put this gently? Put what gently? Well, your dress was kind of unsalvageable after last night. Unsalvageable? Did he tear it in the heat of the moment? The thought made her giddy. Unsalvageable, he repeated solemnly, as in, I doubt even a trip to the dry cleaners would salvage it. Mickey's eyes widened in comprehension, and she simultane simultaneously groaned while doing a facepalm. Duh, Mickey. Drinking equals throwing up. Ugh. Sorry about that, she muttered miserably. No apology necessary. It happened... It happens to be the best of, it happens to the best of us, right? Kale paused briefly, a delicious smile tugging at the corners of his mouth. Anyway, I should be thanking you. For what? For the best entertainment that I've had in ages. Mickey blushed profusely at the implication. About that, Kale, staring down at her coffee, she felt shame wash over her. Not that it really matters, but I just want you to know that I don't do this often. She gave a short, nervous laugh before making a sheepish confession. Actually, this was my first time. First time doing what? Mickey looked up to find Kale regarding her with a completely puzzled expression, his head tilted to one side. 
Oh, I don't mean that, she went on hurriedly. Don't worry, Kale. Reaching over the table, she patted his forearm in a comforting manner before continuing. I'm not a virgin or anything crazy like that. I've just never had a one-night stand before, that's all. Kale laughed softly. Thanks for the intel, Mickey, but I'm happy to inform you that your record remains unscathed. She was utterly confused now. What do you mean? Steadily, steadily holding her gaze, his voice was even as he said. I mean, we didn't sleep together. But how is that possible? How is it possible? Kale echoed in disbelief. Quite simply, Mickey, we did not sleep together. He spoke slowly, his words painfully deliberate. Simple as that. What? Mickey's mind began to race. Why? Was it because of the wheelchair? Her gaze trailed downward until she was effectively staring through the table at Kale's groin. Nope, no x-ray vision today. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that you couldn't oh, welcome back, Stammer. Couldn't what? He snorted indignantly. Take advantage of you? Mickey swallowed the lump in her throat and nodded knowingly. But we did do other things. No. Her eyes shot up to meet his. No? Mickey barely squeaked out the syllable. No, nothing. Nothing? Great. More squeaking. Kale's eyes bore into hers. Nothing. At all? He shook his head, grinning dryly, not even a kiss. Her eyes flitted down to Kale's lips for a second, and she felt a twinge of disappointment. Focus, Mickey, back to his eyes. But you said I was entertaining. Drunk people often are. You undressed me. Kale stiffened at the accusation, but his voice remained low as he explained. That was out of necessity, and technically, I only dressed you. You did the undressing all by yourself. Yikes. I slept in your bed. I slept on the couch. No way. At Mickey's incredulous expression, uh, uh oh, I lost my spot. <laughs> Kale scowled and pushed away from the table. Wheeling over the over to the couch, he swung around to the front and produced an oversized cobalt blue pillow, waving it in the air. Satisfied? Wow, mind blown. By the time that he had wheeled back over to her, Mickey was banging her forehead repeatedly against the table, groaning loudly. You're gonna put a dent in my table, Kale teased, or worse yet, in your pretty little head. The banging ceased, but the groans persevered. Ugh, why do I always make a fool out of myself in front of good-looking men? That grounded her an already familiar chuckle. So, I'm a good-looking man? She blushed for the umpteenth time that morning and muttered, point proven. Kale's laughter intensified as she rolled back under the table. More importantly, we've proven that, you're not, that I'm not a serial killer, so you can relax and finish your coffee now. Mickey peeked up with a rueful smile. I never thought you were a serial killer. No, Kale winked, just a womanizing jack, uh-oh, jack butt, right? Something like that. The coffee was damn good. Chapter two, the serial killer. <clears throat> water, she'll just stick with water. Okay. Um, oh, should Daddy? I stop? <laughs> I absolutely enjoyed listening to that. <laughs> oh my God, it was fantastic. And I could go on and on listening to you. I've never really enjoyed, well, I've never really tried audiobooks, but this is what I imagine. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I should stop. Sorry, I should have asked. <laughs> I don't know if I can get on it. Oh, no, sorry. I haven't got enough space on my hosting today. <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm glad but you enjoyed it. On. No, it was, seriously, I was literally, I'm sort of kneeling down, right? Just almost, you know when you're trying to put your ear into the computer, it's like, <laughs> Oh, okay, and envisaging you know how everything is going, and it's just like wow. Okay, so how many words did you write the book? How many words did you say? Eighty thousand. 
Uh, the whole book came, oh, okay, so I did the first, I released it at about eight, a little over 80,000 words, but then, because um, I did it in three weeks and I just like threw it out there, um, and then I had another author who read it and was like so kind as to give me like some, you know, just her, her I guess, take on it or feedback, and yeah. so I ended up releasing a second edition where I actually cut out about 5,000-ish words, so I think it's like 75-ish, I don't know. Okay, that's no, that's that's good. Well done. It's, the bit that you've read so far was absolutely enjoyable. I found it enjoyable, and I, I'm hoping anyone else who listens to this episode would find it, you know, absolutely enjoyable. It was. Oh, I just can't. You know, you know, when those things where you imagine the scenes, imagine them in the you know in the kitchen and how everything was just panning out. It was really nice. It was really. Oh, nice. thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry about my like weird random stops and laughing and stuff. <laughs> no, it just adds character to it. You know, you're putting your life into into the words. It's it's, it's amazing. Thank you. You know, thanks thanks for for coming and sharing your your book with us. Um, I, Thank I'm you for really, having me. You enjoyed it. And the good thing, the little humor she's falling. She's like, I'm not interested in adult books. Y'all can continue. <laughs> Oh man. Um but yeah, thank you for having me and thank you uh, oh thank you for the green tea latte. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just tell everybody again just a reminder because you know, I've got baby brain and I can just imagine someone else having baby brain again. Um so it's not Queen of Hearts, it's Heartbroken. Yes, it's called Heartbroken and um the second book is out in a couple months, September 30th. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And then what's your name again? Just so people are going to go um, Heartbroken by... Heartbroken by Annie Arcane. Perfect. And what? How, if people wanted to connect with you, how can they do that? Oh, um, I have an author website as well as a Goodreads author account um, and Facebook and Twitter and they can email me. Yeah, I have everything. <laughs> I'll provide that to you. <laughs> okay, go on. Just tell them now so anyone who's listening can just remember. Oh, shoot. Okay, so um, you can find everything actually at my author website, which is www.anniearcane.com. So that's www.anniearcane.com. Um, there's a link to my Facebook. There's a link to my um, Twitter on there. Um, and then my email, if uh, I'm, I'm really friendly, if you guys haven't gotten that already, um, feel free to email me if you have questions or just want to tell me stuff. Um, my email is AnnieTheAuthor at gmail.com. So A-N-N-I-E-T-H-E-A-U-T-H, oh gosh, I can't spell, O-R <laughs> at gmail.com. That was a fail. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I think they did the dress. AnnieTheAuthor at gmail.com. Perfect. Yes. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed listening to your book. <laughs> thank you for having me. I really appreciate being on here. Oh, and you should franchise. <laughs> yes. Yes, you know that that's definitely a good a good a good idea. Um I think what I'd like to see is that people think of you know authors coming to do, you know, a reading on the show because it was just a, a time, you know, it's summer. Um you know, people have a bit more time going you know, kids are in, uh, out of school, people are going to the park, and it's just nice to give something, you know, different than, you know, business all the time. I agree. And I mean, in a way, it's kind of like the best way to do business, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, what's, what's better than just reading it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I never know what to say about the book anyway, so I'll just read it. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. But and this time people get to listen to it and feel it. I think when you read, you put soul into it, you put life into it, and it just does so much more. Agreed. I think what you're doing with your website and the podcast is amazing. Like I, yeah, it's very different, um, very innovative. I don't think there's a lot of authors doing it. Like we do interviews, like written interviews and stuff, but this is definitely something different. And uh, yeah, I commend you for it. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please go and put a review on uh, iTunes because, you know, a couple of times I've gotten to top one and top three um, in literature and the UK iTunes store. So, you know, the more people who go and leave reviews and subscribe to the podcast, you know, it makes us get higher. And if the show gets higher and all the offers who come on the show, you know, they get, you know, they get more visibility. So please do, do leave a review and share it with all your, all your friends and everyone in your network. That would be so much appreciated. Ah, uh, yes, I'm sure people will, and they should. Yes, yes. yes. We, want, we want you to be number one, not number yes. one or three. <laughs> yes, number one all the time, yay. Exactly, yeah, that would be awesome. But yeah, thank you again, I really appreciate it. Uh, website's beautiful, podcast is awesome, idea's awesome, yeah, awesome, all awesome. Thanks, I'm just going to click stop broadcast now. <laughs>